Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. This week's episode is a film that comes to us from Iceland. I think this marks my first episode on a non-English language speaking film. It would also be the first film that I've ever seen that came from Iceland. One more thought before we get into it, I feel that Studio A24 heavily mismarketed this film as it's definitely not the same type of movie as what the trailer would lead you to believe. But we can talk about that a little bit later into the episode as I think it's time we announce the movie. Starring Numi Rapace and Hilmir Snare Gunnison, this is the 2021 Valdemar Johansson directed Lamb. Lamb tells the story of Maria and Ingvar, who are sheep farmers. They live their lives doing the same thing day in and day out. They eat, take care of the sheep, eat again, go to bed, and that's it. That's all there is to their days. Throughout all of this, we get the feeling that it's a very loveless marriage or that they're going through something pretty deep and dark. Early on, we hear a conversation between both of them where they're talking about time travel and how it's possible. And instead of talking about the future, they're wishing that they could possibly go back into their past. Their lives change when a lamb is born. This lamb does not have the body of a normal lamb, but instead it's a half lamb, half human. Maria and Ingvar proceed to go and raise this lamb as their own daughter. This one has a folklore or fairy tale like feel about it, and as we know, those stories don't always have happy endings. One of the things that drew me to this film was its trailer. The trailer was very dark and brooding feeling. I know Will of In Our Honest Opinion, the other podcast that I'm a part of, he saw that trailer and he sent a text and said WTF to it, which, or that was almost my thoughts as well to the trailer. I saw this trailer at the Enzian Theater here in Florida when Nicole and I decided to do a impromptu midnight movie viewing of The Toxic Avenger. I had no idea what this movie was actually about. All I knew was there is a lamb person walking around in this movie. It seemed like it could have been a disturbing film, which I'm not opposed to those either. I like films that will make me think. I don't really care for the ones that make me uncomfortable, but I don't mind them at the same time. The company that released this is A24. They also released Hereditary and Midsommar and a whole bunch of other different films. A lot of those are horror and go into the more disturbing nature as far as the horror films. They also released The Witch. Can't forget that one. Even though that movie wasn't for me, I can appreciate the visuals in that film. I actually will have to go back and revisit that one to see if I can actually get into it. But really what I'm trying to say about the company is that they're more or less known for releasing different types of films, or as the new Scream film put it, elevated horror, because it's horror that has some new and different things, maybe some deeper themes to it. It's not actually straight up horror anymore. With the film Lamb, I can honestly say that the trailer doesn't exactly match the movie at all. It is a well done trailer, and it's a very well done movie, but we don't really have a horror film whatsoever. It's a movie that at its heart is a story of a husband and wife who are dealing with grief. They both seemingly get a second chance at happiness, 
but it's happiness that goes against nature. It's not a happiness that could really be sustained. It's a happiness that is temporary, and there are two people that still have never truly dealt with the magnitude of emotions that would come with losing a child. Once I realigned my thoughts about the film, I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. This movie is very much an independent film of sorts. It's one that tells a small story, but the small stories can also be very powerful. There are some slight missteps along the way. I think director Vladimir Johansson could have actually allowed us to maybe feel along with the characters, but instead, the emotion here is really held off until the last act. We get the feeling of grief, depression, maybe a touch of anger. We get to see Maria and Ingvar truly happy, but is it a true actual happiness or is it a replacement for their grief? I would say that it's just a temporary happiness on their part. Yes, this new lamb baby is something that they could truly raise as their own. Is it truly their daughter? No. Do they love it as if it is their daughter? Yes. But if they actually had their own daughter, would they have welcomed this new addition to their family with open arms? My guess is that would be a no. I think that's one of the big missed opportunities here is that we're not given enough that we could really empathize with Maria and Ingvar. But then again, I've never been in that position where I had a child that was lost, which I'm assuming would be miscarriage here. So maybe what is conveyed on screen is actually accurate. I don't know. All I know is that it just left me kind of cold feeling throughout the entire movie. I do think it's interesting that we are shown that Maria is so desperate for a child to fill that void in her life. She's willing to do anything to keep this new life, this happy life, whether it's truly happy or not, including killing her lamb child, who I forgot to mention is named Ada. Maria is willing to kill the sheep that gave birth to Ada. This sheep comes by every night and seemingly drives Maria mad because she wants her child back, but Maria is not willing to give Ada back. This is her child, even though she did not give birth to this unnatural animal that has human characteristics and features. One thing that I was happy about with this movie is that we do get an answer of how and why little Ada came to be. It's a reveal that's a little out of left field. Thankfully, it's not what I was thinking. I even said to Nicole, I said to her about it, I said, I really hope that this movie is not going to where I think it's going as far as how Ada was able to be. In an effort to keep my episodes clean, I would prefer not to say, but it was a husband that seemingly has not made love to his wife in a very long time. I think you understand where I'm going with that. The actual reveal isn't perfect, and it is somewhat on the shocking side, but considering the bizarre nature of this story, it's nothing that would really come as a surprise, especially if you're watching a film about a half-lamb, half-human child, and the family that raises it as their own child. If anything, maybe it's a little disappointing that the big reveal came at the end, because it seems too little too late, it also seems extremely rushed. The movie is told in three chapters. The third chapter of the story is noticeably shorter than the previous two chapters. As much as the actual ending is somewhat heartbreaking, 
I can't say that I could see the movie ending any other way. No, I'm not going to give away the ending. I think I can talk about it without actually giving it away. As, just like much of the events in Lamb, it's best to experience it yourself. But I do think it's interesting that Maria's effort to become whole in everything that she did in order to fill that void, that grief, and now she more or less loses everything by the end of it. It makes you wonder if those roughly two years or so that I'm assuming this went on, two, three years, for that tiny bit of happiness, was it worth not having happiness for the rest of your life? Probably not. If you take this story as a fable, a folktale, a fairy tale, then I would have to say that this ending works perfectly, even if it feels like it ends abruptly, and kind of leaves us wanting more. As far as the actual direction, I think this movie is fantastic. We really do get a lot of the beauty of Iceland that's shown throughout. The cinematography of this film is mind-blowing, to be honest. I went and bought the 4K edition from A24, and I do have to say that I'm really blown away about how great this disc looks. I don't really talk too much about the actual look of the film on a disc, but in this case, if you're a fan of this film or if you're casually interested, it's definitely one to pick up, as I feel this is a truly outstanding release. I was kind of disappointed that this movie didn't really have much of a score going throughout. I think it could have used a score, but I think that was done intentionally to kind of allow us to maybe dive deeper into that emotion. But if there would have been a score, there might have been more emotion manufactured that the director didn't intend. So while I didn't exactly enjoy the fact that there was no score, I definitely understand it and can appreciate the decision by the director here. The last thing I want to talk about is the character of Peter, and that is the brother of Ingvar. He seems to be a washed up Icelandic pop star who is staying on the farm as long as he doesn't question the way Maria and Ingvar live their lives. The thing about it is, he does question it. He does tell them that yes, it's an animal and what they're doing essentially is probably not right. Peter is an outside observer and knows that what they're doing probably isn't even healthy for them with their mental state. We also have the issue of him making all those advancements towards Maria. It makes me wonder if he simply is a person that has the hots for his brother's wife, or if Maria and Peter actually had a past and somehow she wound up with the other brother. I got the feeling that maybe they had some sort of past or maybe she cheated on Ingvar potentially, and Peter essentially once more. When Maria makes Peter leave, he does potentially give Maria an out, a chance to have a different life than what she's living now, but she makes the decision to stay with Ingvar as well as her daughter, Ada. And that's what actually leads up to that ending. I think the character was more or less there to separate them and move the ending forward, which I don't know if I agree with it. I talked about it a little bit earlier, so I'm not going to talk about it again. But I don't know if Maria made the right choice or not. It's one of those films that you really will want to discuss what actually happened in the movie. I can appreciate that the story is simple in its own terms, but it can also be a little bit on the deep side as well. But let's flip the script a little bit. What if this film is not meant to actually be taken as a sad film? Maybe this movie is meant to be satire. 
all the people that consider their pets children. I know I consider my cats more or less my kids because they act like little kids. But that's us putting a human spin on the things that they do. We have pets and animals in our homes. Some of us do. We more or less humanize these animals. Maybe the movie started out as a little bit of a joke on that idea. I don't know. I highly doubt that this movie is supposed to be considered satire. But if you really wanted it to be satire, it honestly could. That's not my preferred take on this movie, but a viewer out there might want to take it as satire, and if they really want to, hey, they can. The last thing I want to comment on is the special effects. No, this is not a very big budget special effects film. It's a very small, intimate type of film. But I have to say, the special effects for Ada look very convincing. I imagine it's probably a CGI creation as far as the head of Ada. I can't imagine they did it any other way, but it definitely looks convincing. So I do have to say, as far as the look of Ada, well done. This even comes from somebody that is pretty harsh on his views of CGI. I like it when it augments things. This here is a real-life person with a CGI lamb head. I'm still thinking about it, and I'm still impressed by how it looked. Overall, Lamb is a film that is not for everybody. I honestly enjoyed the movie. Once I realigned my thoughts about it, I was hoping it was going to be a disturbing horror film. I didn't quite get that. Studio A24 really dropped the ball as far as marketing this one. But then again, if it wouldn't have had that specific trailer, would I have had any interest in this movie? Possibly not. So if you are like me and can realign your thoughts about the movie while you're watching it, you'll probably have a decent time with it and understand what the director was actually trying to convey. If you want that dark and disturbing horror film, well, then obviously this one is not for you. I recommend checking it out if you're the least bit curious on it because you may wind up enjoying it. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you don't do the whole social media thing, you can reach out to me by email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you need to catch up on past episodes of Adam Analyzes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. And if you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Tell two friends for that matter. Or if you have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as continue to create new content. But with that being said, be kind and good night.